This is Socks in 7. Welcome back to Socks in 7. We are your hosts, Kevin Tebow, Mason Reed, Jack Taggerman. Full pod in the new stew for the first time. I mean, just great to be here. Doesn't get much better than this. And not to mention, the Boston Red Sox just swept the best team in baseball. How are we feeling right now about this team? Yeah, I mean, they... The Atlanta Braves are the premier team in the MLB right now. And um, they came to Boston for a little two-game series. We got the best of them first game, like 7-1. to one. And then the second game on Wednesday night, these two were lucky enough to be there. Probably gave them the season for the Red Sox. Down 3 nothing after an Albies bomb. Start hitting some tanks off Strider. Got to him a little bit. And then Red turn, biggest hit of the season so far. Yep, I agree. Red turn, that boy. And, like, I was so confident he was getting that hit, too. Yeah. couple of points I have from that game. One, Ozzy Albies, that ball was crushed. Bomb. Two, Bayo, one mistake pitch on that on that Albies bomb, but looked great otherwise. And Rafael Devers left on a pitch that was at his ankles, folks. There's not many people on Earth that are leaving Earth off of that fucking pitch. Nope. Bro brought out his nine iron. Was ridiculous. Here's some content from that game. How about Sox at seven? The Red Sox are so fucking back. The Atlanta Braves, two game sweep. Goodbye. We'll see you in October. Goodbye. Game series, World Series preview. Um, We're winning it. Sox, kid. We're back. I mean, it's safe to say right now that, like, apart from maybe someone else on the team who we'll get into, that Rafael Devers is the hottest hitter on earth right now. He's at least top three. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, Rafael Devers is scorching hot right now. He is raking baseballs. Sure is, but you know who's hotter? I think you should say it. The hottest hitter in Major League Baseball right now since the All-Star break, leading the MLB in OPS – from that time is T R I S T bomb emoji and Casas. Who? Tristan Casas. Who? Tristan Casas. Learn the name. He's going to be an issue, folks. Yeah. He's going to be an issue. Folks. He still doesn't have a year of service time. He's swinging a hot bat right now. Uh, the, the fielding's not all there. He's, but you know, he's young. That's good. Not many guys out there flashing the leather at 24, whatever, however old he is. Exactly. And you know, he's only gotten better and he's serviceable over there. It's not Bobby Dahlbeck over there. Obviously, there's some issues like with decision making, but I think his glove isn't that horrible. Yeah. So he's the hottest hitter on earth right now. Pretty much. It's all really up for debate. Yeah. And speaking of uh, the game that me and Tags went to, I was lucky enough to press the Tristan Casas button, and it hit. That was a great button that night. He he cleared that slide piece out to center, cleared it out to center. It was hanging, but, like, still, against a guy like that, like, still tough to square that up. Definitely. So, um, last time we were here, it was me and Tebow talking about a series win against the Cubs. And uh, since then, uh, obviously, we just swept the Braves and won the last two against the Mets, so we're on a four-game winning streak right now. It just goes back to what me and Tebow talked about at the – at the break on this pod, just roller coaster of a season for the Red Sox. Low point. Like, we lose a series to the Oakland A's. We win game one, seven, nothing, and we're like, all right, 
we're so hot right now. This is awesome. And, like, arguably the lowest point of the Red Sox season so far is dropping those next two games to the A's. One was a Bayo day. Bayo day, minus 250 on the ball against the A's, like, on a Friday or whatever. It was, no, it was, like, a Wednesday or something. Tuesday, maybe. It was Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. And we just, like, and we just lose to the A's. And that's arguably the lowest point of the season. And then what do you know? Five games later, we're at the Red Sox high point of the season, which is currently right now as we sit here at 9.30 on Friday night, July 28th. There is one thing that we have to highlight from that Oakland Athletics series, and his name. He's got the biggest ball sack on the field at all times. It's Nicholas Pavetta. He's back. Penn Pavetta. Penn Vetta. He's got the lowest – or he's got the highest strikeout percentage in the MLB since going to the bullpen. No, he's elite. Guys nails and he's getting himself paid right now. Yep. He's going to make himself a, a good contract whenever his deal is up because he's throwing a hot arm out of the pen right now. Six innings, no hit, 13 Ks out of the pen. That's unheard of. Red little, Sox record. Little Maple. Little Maple. Little Maple. That's him. Yep. And just going back to the Braves real quick, the one thing I wanted to highlight that we didn't even touch. Game two, we're facing Spencer Strider, who's one of – you could argue he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. Is he the best? I don't argue that. I don't argue he's the best He's really close. If not, he's there. He, I mean, the guy just throws wiffle balls, bro. Like, he's unbelievable, and he looked untouchable for four or five innings there, but then we finally got to him with Bayo pitched well, well enough to get us in the game deep, and – that's all you need sometimes against those premier guys. Yeah, Bayo went toe-to-toe. Another quality start for Bayo. Obviously, we said one mistake, but he kept us in that ball game. Rafi did Rafi things. Tristan Casas, bomb. And then the boys kept the line moving. JT comes up with two outs, runner on second and third, and you just know. Yeah. I saw the other coming through. To, uh, top three in the MLB with runners in the scoring position with – like in terms of batting average, JT's one, I forget who's two, and then Devers is three. So we have two guys that just rape with guys on. Yep. A couple people who kind of got overshadowed in that game because of all the offense. Alex Verdugo's catch was nasty in the gap. He made two good catches. Yeah, yep. you know, two great ones. But my goodness, the Connor Wong trade, unbelievable. That guy has a rocket of a cannon. He smoked out. They pinch run. I forget who it was. Some white guy. Takes off first pitch. Yeah, and Connor just absolutely mows him down. Shout out to Royal getting that tag down. And I think the the strategy there is Ken Lee, as good as he is, I think he's up to 22, 23 saves on the year, is not very quick to the plate. No, he's not. But my goodness. Yeah. What an end of that ball game. So just so, to put a bow on like those games we missed, like do we have anything to say about the Mets series? Like we kind of raked in the last two games. Like that first loss was like mad scrappy, but only thing, only thing I wanted to say about the Mets is like sure they're struggling this year, but when you beat a team with that kind of talent, no matter how good they're playing that year, you always want to feel good about it because there's some dogs on the New York Mets. Yeah. Only only other thing from that series is just the Tristan Casas game. Hits two bombs. Yep. Just absolute nukes. Yeah. So um one thing that I'm gonna say before we start talking about other things is like 
So like right now, the Red Sox are on a four-game winning streak, coming off like a two-game sweep of the best team in the league. Like no doubt, the best team in the league facing their best pitcher, like huge win at home, and like. This is definitely the high point of the Red Sox season right now. This is where you want to get hot right before the deadline. Like this determines who's a buyer, who's a seller. And we'll get into that more of that later because that's coming up this weekend. But here's the thing. This is the first time the whole entire season where like not us, but like the media in general and like baseball writers and everybody, like that was a wake up call. Like this team is good. Like, everybody's hip to us now in the media. Everybody's talking about the Red Sox. Like, wait, the Red Sox are low-key wagon. And, like, despite all of that, we're still a game and a half out of the wild card. It's like, we can be, like, we can be this happy and everything. It's like, we still have so much work to do. Yep. And we got work to do, but we got, boy, do we have reinforcements. Coming. Reinforcements coming. Hey, yeah, but uh, I saw the other day, 14-5 and five in our last 19. Hottest team in baseball right now. And we're still a game and a half back. So that just shows, like, we really didn't start out the year well at all. Um, but not only do we have reinforcements coming with Sale and Story and everybody getting healthy, we are, according to Heim, going to pick some pick – some, at least an arm up at the deadline. I hope so. Yeah, me too. I mean, let's just run down. Story's back next week. Sale's throwing in Worcester – in like two days and they're saying that they're not going to stretch him out if he feels good to go they're going to put him in the bullpen which i'm all for he said he's he said he's with that too yeah he said he's whatever they want him to do he's gonna accept and say what you want about chris sale and the contract that guy hasn't always said the right things it's like he's he's a likable guy because he's a competitor yeah you could tell he definitely he just likes to get out there and compete and you know these injuries break his heart you can see it on him every single time it happens it's just like miss he's just really really unlucky that happens to some guys he's arguably like one of the most like competitive guys in the league like yeah he he like you'll see him get like visibly very very angry like when he loses like Obviously, like some guys control their temper, he sometimes doesn't. But like that just shows to you, like this guy wants to win. He wants to be the best. Like he wants to pitch well every time he goes out there. Hundred percent. And then you just got Schreiber back as well. Big, which is huge. Whitlock's right around the corner. Also big. Tanner Houck's right around the corner. Also very big. And everybody sleeps on this guy, the fucking pedo. He's on. He's he's already playing in Worcester. We Get- need him bad because. Jorge Alfaro is not playable. He's yeah. he's not a serviceable option in, in the major league baseball league, bro. That was the that was the one thing that I forgot about in the Mad series was that uh Jeff McNeil like little league home run. That was just like that was abysmal, bro. That was abysmal. That was abysmal. Like I, I put that a lot on Jorge Alfaro. That's twice the terrible. And that was game one, right? Yeah. And it's, it was that game five before. So, yeah. So like you just lost a series to the Mets. No, we win the series, but we no. Stop. I meant you lost the series to the A's. Yeah, yeah, and then that, that happens, yeah. and you're thinking that's oh. the lowest point of the Red Sox season. That reminded me of Blue Jays last year, twenty-eight to five game. That's yeah. what that little. That's what it looked. Like. So so weird to think we've in our last nineteen are fourteen and five, and two of those are to the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, yeah. who every team that's in the hunt right now was really hoping to get on their schedule soon because that team stinks. Yeah. yeah. They stink. They're horrible. Uh, do you got any talking points that you want to go through? No, nah, my next one, 
Uh, my first one was like just about like the media and everything. Like we're still a game and a half out. But my second point, like my second very important point that I need that I'm gonna bring up right now is that like the trade deadline is Monday morning or Sunday morning. Something like that. One of these days. Like, first of the first. I think it's Monday at six PM. It's it's in the next coming days. And if you look back on all of the teams that have won the World Series in the last however many years, like the Astros last year, the Astros a few years ago, all of these teams, like the trade deadline is very, very, very important in baseball. Very. Like all these teams that are in the hunt are just like looking for guys that are going to help them win in October. And that's what they, that's what all the teams that have won the World Series have gone at the trade deadline in the past few years. I don't, I'm not going to run through like every player, but like, the Astros last year got a ton of bullpen help at the deadline. That helps them win the World Series. Like th- this is the time where like you decide whether or not you're like you're gonna go for it. And like the players that you get right now and like give up prospects and stuff can help you win games in October. And that's what it's all about. Hundred percent. And um, one thing I saw is you know a lot of teams are looking for like half season rentals. You know guys that that steal is probably up after this year. Heim said he wants guys with a couple years left on the deal. So we'll see how that goes. Um, if there's one guy that's still left at this moment that I really want, it's Jack Flaherty. Yeah, me too. 100%. Because, you know, I'd obviously, I obviously want Dylan Cease. Do I think he's going to make his way to the Sox? Probably not. Probably not. But Jack Flaherty has a real chance. I'm sure the Sox are looking into him. He's affordable. He's like the one guy. We need – we need a starter more than we need bullpen right now, I think. Easily. And Jack Flaherty, at his best, is a premier starting pitcher in the league. He has like a four or five or whatever this year. He's been a little wild, but I feel like he comes in and like he can give you like six shot three games in a row and like pick up three big wins for the team down the stretch. Like he's he's my guy for sure. And so is Seeds. Like they're both my guys. But another guy that um has potential, like is likely going to get dealt. Like everybody's saying their seller is the Padres and Blake's now. I'd love to bring in Blake's now. That'd be awesome. He's chucking the rock like at a really efficient level right now. He's paying like 10 guys per game. He's a beast. If we brought him in, that'd be awesome. He's a premier starter with the league. 100%. I don't have much other than Verdugo's been... You've gone on this great run and Verdugo's been horrible ice cold like i i feel for bad when he's trying anything he's shaving his beard i still love verdugo he's just going through a rough patch I'm even when he hits the ball well it seems like he's finding the glove right yeah. now it, it happens to everybody at some point but i mean he he's not out of it he's been here yeah. before and he's still playing decent defense out there so like i'm not too worried about it jaron duran continues just to be the fastest kid alive electric to watch that kid play yeah sure is um you guys got anything else? Are we good to go? Yeah, I mean, that was a really good time for Alex Verdugo to get hot and, like, to stick around in Boston and start hitting, like, go on, like, a little, like, eight, nine-game hit streak with a few multi-hit games right now because, like, we could really use that in the middle of the order from him, like, especially in front of Casas, who's, like, raking. And, like, that was a really good time for him to get hot. Absolutely. Because everybody else is scorching. Brad Kern scorching. Jaron Duran scorching, Masataka scorching, Devers scorching. 
Casas is scorching. Like we have hot hitters right now seeing the ball really well, and then they're just him like getting out most times. I would even say Duvall's getting hot. Yeah. And he like he's leaving like at a more consistent rate. Yeah. And it's starting to look like we might not trade Duvall. I hope he sticks around honestly. Me too. I like him a lot in the middle of the order and in the outfield. So yeah. I mean, you know it's nuts. Yu Chang is still that fucking boy. No, dude, I, I love Yu Chang. I love Yu Chang. He's so smooth in the field. He is smooth. Every single time that the ball got hit to Kike when he was playing short for us, you'd think in your head, like, it would go through your head, wow, he's probably going to botch this throw. And then a lot of the time he did. But every single time when the ground ball gets hit to Yu Chang, right into the glove, right over to Chikasa's chest. Every single time. Yeah. So smooth. I don't care that he's hitting 150 right now. He can also, like, leave at any minute. And like in their fucking tanks. Yeah. Like him and Arroyo, and we still have Emmanuel, who we haven't talked about in a while, but is my guy. Like that's just so much middle infield that full story. Pablo Reyes also just came back. And that leads us since we're talking about middle infield and Kike. Um obviously I went on my rant lab last podcast about Kike Hernandez being the worst player in the league this year. He's gone. Thank the Lord. I'm surprised we got anything for him. Um you know, I, I hope Kike does well in the Dodgers. He'll probably turn into 2021 postseason Kike this year. Just probably well. That's what the Dodgers do. But how about them Dodger Reds, those Boston Dodgers? Yeah. You got Mookie, JD, Frazier, Joe, Joe Kelly. Uh-huh. I was into that. And um, there's probably more too, yeah. like in the system and stuff. Definitely. Just talking about the middle and the field made me remember. A name that I've been seeing gaining a lot of traction to Boston is Paul De Paul yeah Elvis, Paul, DeJean. Paul DeJean, who you know isn't 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 swinging a great bat this year, but he's a, he's a great player. I'd welcome him. He's he's smooth in the field. Yeah, you could you could honestly play him or Story any which way. And then back to Yu Chang, that guy's swing is tailor made for Fenway Park. So I'm sure once Story comes back, he's going to be playing little to no no innings, but I wouldn't mind keeping him around here and there, kind of bouncing him back and forth because he can make an impact in a game. Yeah, Yeah. and, like, with Story coming back, I think there's a good chance of Royal gets traded. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, there's only four spots in the infield and three spots in the outfield, and as of, like, right now, we have an outfielder DHing every day with Verdugo, Duval, Duran, and Yoshida. So, like, getting rid of one of them, like – whether it be Verdugo or Duvall, like I want them both to stick around. I love them both personally, but getting rid of one of them, like that's not the worst thing that ever happened. Just like getting rid of obviously not Story or Valdez, but like getting rid of Arroyo. I hope not you Chang either, but like getting rid of some of these, like, cause we have depth at these positions and they're not going to be able to play every day, even though they should like Christian Arroyo would probably bat like fifth for the eighties. Like, he, he's a serviceable Wingley player. He's just, like, not as good as Trevor Storm. Yeah, it's just and I, as I, I think Arroyo's probably your best trade piece in the middle infield. And so I think you you pair him with something and you go get, you know, Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty. And I'm sure that the Cardinals want to get rid of their, you know, expensive guys. Uh, Aaron Otto's been talking about getting moved, too. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. Shohei is apparently, like, not getting moved because, like, I mean, that's good for the Angels, I guess. They probably won't make the playoffs this year unless, like, they do somehow. But 
I mean, I guess they're trying to sign him long term. He's the greatest player of all time. We got as a baseball podcast. As a baseball podcast, we got to dedicate at least sixty seconds to talking about Shohei Otani. Like, my he goodness, threw a complete game one hitter yesterday and left twice in the second game. That's just like that's like little league shit, bro. Like and I like, didn't even do that in little league. In the Cal- tough. In the Cal- in the California Heat, he pitched nine innings, and then an hour later, he plays another baseball game. This and hits two bombs. Conversation for another time, but I mean, it was short. You're you're starting to reach the the conversation where Shohei Otani is already the best baseball player ever. I think he is. I I mean, I've struggled to name somebody better. Like, sure, the accolades aren't there because he's only been here a couple few years. But I mean, I mean, not. I wouldn't say he has the best baseball career of all time. Is he the greatest player to yeah, ever touch solid. touch? The dirt, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There's nobody close. It's 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 it's, it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. He left again today, despite the Angels losing and selling me bread. But see, if, if this keeps up, too, you're gonna start reaching. He's gonna start reaching towards Judge's record too. Uh huh. He's, he's on base. And, and every at bat in those last few games of the year is just gonna be smothered on every TV that you see. Yeah. Just like Judge's was because he's unbelievable. I. What do you guys think the number that Otani's contract starts with? I'm starting to think it might start with an eight. Yeah, I'm starting to think that's so lie. But we'll see. I'm, I'd say my over-under is probably at the 750 area. I yeah. think it might be right at 750, but it's going to be a good couple hundred million more than any deal that's ever been done. Definitely. And, like, I think there's a good chance that, you know, Hawks just go through the roof, and then the Yankees or Mets just say, fuck it, I'm going to throw him a billy. And the like, Dodgers, too. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, it's not like they wouldn't make their money back in, like, two days. Do you know the jersey sales for those, like, fan bases? You probably make $500 million first day just off jersey sales. Ticket sales are going to be through the roof no matter what. Like, everything that has to do with revenue. You, you automatically gain, like, a billion fans from a completely different country as soon as you sell yep. exactly. you have the whole like, You have the whole Japanese baseball MLB market yeah. by, like, all, like, by, like, the net, bro. You have them all yeah. as soon as you get them. And, like, I personally think, like, I've been around and, like, watching this game for too long in, like, the past 10 years – to think that he's not going to sign with the LA Dodgers. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, they just they, this is the type of player that they, that always goes to the Dodgers every time, and it's just how it works. And I think that's where he's going to end up personally. Yeah. The only other place I can really see him going that I give more like a decent chance is the Giants. I could see the Giants. I still think the Mets. If I was a betting man, which I am. Uh, as soon as those markets come out, I'm probably going to bet on him to go to the Mets just because I think they're the one team that will confidently throw him oh, at least a match, a match contract with any other team in the league. I don't I don't think that there's a number they won't pay to get Shohei Otani. So he's almost going to have to be taking less money to play. Yeah, that's, then it just comes down to like, will does he want 200 extra million dollars to go to New York and be six hours farther away from his home? than to take two hundred million less dollars to stay six hours closer to home in LA with the Dodgers. That's all that's really what it's gonna come down to for him. He's gonna make that decision. And good for him. He's about to be like really rich. So shout out him. He's the greatest of all time, most talented of all time probably. 
But um, this is a Red Sox podcast after all. And we're not like, we definitely have an above zero chance to get him, but it's definitely not above 0.1. He definitely, he definitely likes Boston. You could definitely tell that. And his friends are here. You know, we got three great Asians on our team. We do. We do. We love them. Mm-hmm. And Yoshi's, Yoshi's basically his best friend. So, I, I mean, I, I don't put it out of the realm of possibility. I think if he comes to an East Coast team, it's either the Mets or the Sox. Yeah, and then, like, other deals other deals around the deadline. I guess the Angels got Giulio. He was a bigger name. He pitched today. Game's, like, it's weak right now. I'm sweating it out. But, um, Dodgers got Lance Lynn and uh-huh. Joe Kelly. They also got Ahmed Rosario yep. from the Dodgers. He's a beast. Um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a ton of more things happening yeah. this weekend. This is just a start. So. Make sure you have your tweet notifications on for jet passing. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys got anything else, or we can can we look ahead? Yeah, let's 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 win a fucking series against the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, tonight's going to be tough though. Uh, we're like 20 minutes out from first pitch. Yep. as we're doing the pod right Just now. Just got the about yep. to start. Mm-hmm. It's Logan Webb on the bump for the Giants and. He's a premier starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. Really, really good. Has been since that playoff run. He went on, what was it, two years ago? He just threw, like, two complete game shutouts in the playoffs as, like, yeah. a 23-year-old. Insane. Yeah, he's he's really, really, really good. So, it's going to be a tough – it's going to be a tough win tonight. If um if you – this podcast probably won't out, be out before the game, but if you're still watching right now, obviously drop, like, love in the comments, like the video – but um, the boys are all riding exact score two to one. Red Sox win tonight, thirty five to one. So if you like watch or watch this video, go look at the result of the game. I bet you it was two to one Red Sox, and we all made mad bread. Hundred percent. Game two tomorrow. We got you know Big Maple versus Anthony Descalfani. Big Maple, bro. This game is a all-in max best bet. Whale, Whalers Rise, IPA, hammer time walk. All-in yeah. max best bet play. Yeah. This is Red Sox all day, bro. Yeah, Giants pit, pitcher Anthony Descalfani is 4-8 and eight with a 488 ERA with a 1.25. The guy they're throwing game three it hasn't been throwing well at all either. Game three, we got... It will be Brennan Bernardino, a.k.a. Nick Ellis Pavetta, versus Ross Stripling, who sucks. Stinks. Ross Stripling is Red fucking Dog. horrible. We have a lot of experience against Ross Stripling, yes. too. We, I'm pretty okay. sure... Didn't he dice us last year? No, he probably didn't. Really but I think that... No, that wasn't against the Yankees. But Devers has definitely lapped off of Ross Stripling before. Let's just put it that way. I bet my life on him having a home run career against Ross Stripling. Hold on. Ross Stripling stats 0-4 with a 5.77 ERA, 1.37 whip. And now get this, his home stats. He's 0-1 with a 7.97 ERA. Horrible. Ugly. I like I like I like the Sox taking two out of three. The only thing that scares me is that this year's a roller coaster and we just, you know. Things are starting to look up, so we're probably due for a couple of bad yeah. losses. And like our our favorite saying is like, when am I gonna catch a break? I've never caught in a break once ever. Time to rip up some parlays. Like ripping up some parlays live on soft and seven, angels plus one point five. No good. When are we gonna catch a break? 
Hopefully, hopefully tonight with Cutter Crawford with a backwards K on the mound tonight. I mean, we, we talked about how Logan Webb is just a really good pitcher, right? Is he, though? Because has, has he ever pitched run? No. Um, Cutter surely has. Cutter scored a run. Demon. Demon. Yeah, let's win a series against the Giants. Stay hot, get like 10 games above 500. And let's hopefully next time we get on here, we're in Jack Flaherty's on our team. And we're in a playoff spot. Yeah. That'd be gas. All right. Anybody got any closing thoughts? Nothing. Exact score two to one. Friday, July 28th. All right. I'll do it here for Socks and Seven. We will see you guys Sunday night.